All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Can you see it? Did you notice? Check, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. It arms You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in at Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What a Don't waste all the good stuff on the off-air. Let's go. Hello Canucks fans and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation delivered to you by the great folks at DoorDash. Ding dong. Use promo code CONVODD, capital C, capital D's, all one word, CONVODD. That would get 25% off and free delivery on your first order with the DoorDash app. Does not get much better than that, folks. My name is Dave Quadrilli. I'm joined as always by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. Our technical producer is Alex Allard. People already jumping in the chat saying, are we back on Bedard Watch? Free Jack, free the kids. Sit the vets. Lisa's Lisa, fired up today. I like it. Lisa's in the chat, fired up. Uh, David Jelly, Chris Faber. Uh, Canucks conversation. It, takes, above a lot, it takes a lot to get Lisa going. Like She's going. I think she's 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 feeling it. Uh, Hassan Ahmed jumped in the chat early and said, can Faber just preview the top picks for this year's draft instead of a prospects report? Uh, let's see what happens on Thursday first. We'll get to that after. We'll, we'll see. Okay, and we'll talk about this. A win on Thursday doesn't change anything. That's what oh, I keep yep, trying yep. to say to you. And and I know well, unless you're, Jack Rathbone's in the lineup. Sure, I understand that you're not you're not one of these people that's like maybe they could turn around and make the playoffs. Like that's what this is all about. Maybe they we're can, only ten games in quads. 
Okay. I'm just I'm joking. I know you're joking. But uh, I did want to get this in. Yep. We are very excited. Oh. We, we've, it's been a while since we've said it. But we're now yep. sponsored once again. All is right in the world again. Oh, it's beautiful. By the great folks at Zephyr Epic. Oh. Folks, you can still use promo code Hockey Season. Capital H, capital S. No ad read. This is instilled in my brain. Yep. Capital H, capital S. All one word. That will get you $5 off your order at Zephyr Epic. Z-E-P-H-Y-R Epic. Check them out. On all platforms, they got great social media: Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, the TikTok machine. TikTok, I got ten thousand views on a video yesterday. That's right. Okay, this isn't about you. This is about the great folks at Zephyr Epic. Check them out. Z e p h y r Epic on all platforms. dot com is where you go online to find them uh, and order yep. some hockey cards, some Pokemon cards, whatever it is that you want. Promo code Hockey Season works on all sorts of cards. Mm-hmm. Five dollars off. The best part about Zephyr Epic, I know you're ready for I'm this. I'm ready for it. They ship free anywhere in Canada oh, on baby. any order over $50. From? From Armstrong. You know where Armstrong is in BC? No idea. North Okanagan. Uh, from Armstrong to Altona, Manitoba. Nice Ooh. little rhyme there. Altona is 100. I got This is a great city. 100 kilometers southwest of Winnipeg. Population 4,214. Altona, Manitoba. Altona. That's a good name. Is home to the largest replica of a famous painting by Vincent Van Gogh. The biggest replica of any Vincent Van Gogh painting ever. This is where it is. Is in it Altona, in a Manitoba. I don't know. It could be out on the street. It's a replica. It's, it's, it's the biggest one they got. So how did that happen? You know you have questions that are going to be coming in after that, yeah, right? Yeah, I know. I know that's pro- well before I used to do this never had the the live YouTube chat. I hope well, people aren't uh, before when asking you used to do this, you also don't have you didn't have Wi-Fi before. That's true. I got <laughs> everything here now, but I know uh, you're looking at the screen. Altona, I got more on Altona. Sure. This isn't even the coolest thing. Altona, okay. Obviously that's huge. The Vincent van Gogh uh, replica painting, the biggest one in the world. They're also known as the sunflower capital of Canada. Lots of sunflowers out there. You know you like your sunflower seeds. You're a big uh, Spitz guy, right? I am. Or do you like the other brand? There's always there's the two. So Biggs is the other Biggs one. Biggs has more. Spitz is Canada though. Biggs has more adventurous flavors. They got Big Mac flavor, Taco Bell no, flavor. No, they have a Big Mac flavor. Maybe not actually. Okay, something well, like don't that. Don't get though. my hopes up like that. Carl's Jr. Maybe. Here, okay. I got more on Altona. All right, the home of the 2020 World Junior Curling Champions, Mackenzie and Emily Zacharias. They were oh, the, they're from there. Yeah, they were the okay. 2020 World Junior Curling Champions, Mackenzie and Emily. For some reason, Sounds when like you sisters. said that, it clicked in my head that that was the home of the World Junior. But wait, there's more. Altona is also home of the Friesens Corporation, which is the primary printer of yearbooks for all of North America. Yearbooks. Come out of it. There's a lot going on in Altona. Only 4,000 people live in there, but they are. But this is a cool, cool town up in Manitoba there. It is. It actually Southwest is Winnipeg, cool. pretty close to North Dakota as well. I think that's on the border there of uh, of Manitoba, I believe. Okay. Right? They always say North Dakota is pretty much uh, Manitoba. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Okay. Are you ready? Because we got a lot to get I to I feel today. fired up getting back to a good Zephyr read, though. I tell you what. Yeah, so do I. Uh, Zephyr Our, what, what's going to be happening moving forward? Our guests are going to be brought to you yes. by Zephyr, which, by the way, sounds like Jet Wu joining the show tomorrow. So uh, Jet Wu throws a massive hit on the weekend. What is he getting rewarded? Not ice time. Instead, he comes on the Canucks conversation on Thursday. So we'll get Jet Wu on here tomorrow uh, to chat about him. We'll we'll have some fun with him. I wonder if he remembers the time uh, when he wished me a happy 13th birthday. Oh, yes. Maybe we can get him to do it here on the show. I don't know if he'll remember that. But uh, backstory, real quick. Uh, He had a Twitch stream during the pandemic, as many pro athletes did. He was playing NHL. And Mr. Booth jumped in the chat I was like, hey, can you wish my buddy Quads a happy 13th birthday? And like people in the chat were like, do it, Jet, do it, Jet. And then he goes, Quads, happy birthday. The big, oh no, it's 12th. He goes, the big one too. Mm -hmm. And everybody in the chat was losing it. And he goes, I think my chat just trolled me. And I don't know if he ever got the uh, full backstory there. So I missed the Twitch streams. We bring those back. Adam, I miss, I miss Mr. Booth. And everybody asked me to bring him back and talk to him because, you know, I've, I've uh, stated before that I have a direct line to the real Mr. Booth, mm-hmm. the, the person behind the account, yep. and he's busy. He's just too busy, and he's like, I'm not oh. coming back for this. Yeah. And look, he keeps getting suspended on Twitter. He's, you know, whatever. 
Well, what care. you can maybe it's a better space for him now that uh, Elon Musk has taken over. Maybe they want the trolls to come back. All right, he could get Jeffrey, a blue check mark for eight bucks a month. I think Jeffrey Lee jumped in the chat and says he's coming to Canucks combo to seal his fate with the team. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> Instead of asking for a trade request, you can just come on our show and we'll get yeah, was, to that. Because hey, you know Jack what? Rathbone hasn't been playing games, Chris. Maybe we'll get Mikey on the show next week. After that, he's still with Abbotsford. <laughs> okay, uh, let's get to the hockey talk here. Vancouver Canucks. They hit, lose. They lose two outshot. 30 to 13 in the final 40 minutes, 30 to 13 from this uh, New Jersey Devils team. Did you see this crazy stat? The Devils have not allowed more than 25 shots in a game this season. This is it. This Devils team is on something, man. That is wild. 14 to four were the shots in the third period. The Canucks were just, I don't think it was about the Canucks. Well, you know what it was? It was about the Canucks playing bad, but also this Devil team is very good. The Canucks just looked poor against this team. They had the one power play. The Devils did. They scored on that. What, within 10? How many goals that this was year? That unbelievable. How many goals is that? How many times has that happened this year where the Canucks give up a power play goal within 10 seconds? They got the worst power, worst penalty kill in the league, the Canucks do. 60% effective right now. Can you believe that? You know, the Canucks would be a 60%. lot better at penalty killing and just at winning hockey games in general if they could just keep Elias Pettersson on the ice for... The entire time. Sure. He's trying so hard. He's trying so hard. His dog ratings through the roof. He's killing penalties. Like, and look, I've had this conversation with a few people now because we keep throwing out. And again, we're not even suggesting a full rebuild where you move Quinn Hughes and you move Elias Pettersson. What I'm suggesting is just making some forward thinking moves where, you know, you don't play this game where you say, we're going to try really hard to extend Bo Horvat. Learn from what happened with Miller. Trade Bo Horvat while he's on pace for 50 goals or whatever it is that he's on yeah. pace for right now. Let Bo Horvat try and... Exactly, Trader Jim season. Let Bo Horvat try to build up some value, and then you've got to move him. You cannot double, triple down on this court. And I know everybody, the buzzword is double down. Everybody in the media is using that term. But you can't go over it again and again and again, the same song and dance, and now you've locked up Bo long-term. I don't even know what the right number is for the Canucks. Like, I think the Canucks number, this is just my opinion, Canucks number is, you know, an eight-year deal. I think everybody wants an eight-year deal on both sides. But Wait, let's say that at the exact same time. Eight years at three, Are we saying what the Canucks the want? The number, the number that the Canucks want. Okay, In annually. Three, two, one. 6.75. Okay, 6.75. Pretty close. Sure. Um, I don't think it's that high. I think it's 6.5 or lower is, is what the Canucks yeah. want him at. I mean, well, Horvat's on pace for 60. He's not going to get that. But, like, if he even gets close to 40, mid-30s, God, he's not taking $6 million. Cap's going up. Cap's Nowhere going up. close in yeah. the sixes is what it's going to be. He's 28. This is a chance to cash in. You think he's taking 6.7? No. Imagine Bo Horvat scores 38 this year. Like, that's possible. He's got eight goals in 10 games. I mean, he could get to 38. Man, then he hits free agency. Ryan yeah. O'Reilly's having a down year. He's the other big center. Dylan Larkin's the other big center. He's actually having a pretty decent year. But Ryan O'Reilly's like on the down, and that's going to be interesting too because the Blues, they're really slumping. And I think I saw a comment today from the general manager, just yep. like I think Harmon posted this, about them just kind of thinking if a rebuild was the thing to do. And like that would mean Ryan O'Reilly would be out on the market again too, right? Like the, this could be a very interesting trade deadline for some of these big name centers who, you know, Horvat and, and Riley, O'Reilly are kind of in the same area of, of what they can do. And I think one's a little bit more defensive, one's a little more offensive, but similar players. But man, back to Pedersen. I saw there was times I was I was keeping an eye on Pedersen, and after every shift he was he would finish and there was just like you could feel the disappointment coming off of him on the bench. Like he would be down in that he always when he finishes shift, he sat at the end of the bench every time. And there was one point where he sat down, and they got scored on right after his shift. I just saw him, like, drop his head, just like, God damn, man. Like, he, you know, he's trying so hard. His line actually had a pretty good game. They've been good together. Uh, we'll talk more about them in a little Manko's bit. Because trying hard, too. Led the team in dog last yeah, night. Yeah, he did have a good, he had a good dog rating last night, because Manko did. But, man, I, I feel for Patterson because it's like every time he's on the ice, that's when you're watching and paying attention. Every time, every other line last night I didn't think was very good at all. The Devils outplayed the hell out of them, man. Can you pull up the, the what did the Devils post on their Twitter here? This was unreal. This is the best post of the night on Twitter, I think. Yeah, Johnny Canuck must hold the L, oh. they posted. Tonight, Johnny Canuck holds the L. They replaced the stick in the Johnny Canuck logo with an L. Well done by the Devils. Just give them that. a little salt in the wound by the Devils. The Canucks have no direction. It, it really sucks right now. It, it really, 
really sucks. And I think that's the next topic. Next topic we're going to talk about here. Well, let's Luke Shen real quick beat the wheels off of Miles Wood there. What did you think of that? What did you think of that whole play? And then Joshua gets thrown out of the game as well. I didn't think Joshua was the third man in. Well, I think Shen, from what I saw in the replay, Shen was upset that Miles Wood uh, started punching him before Shen had his gloves off. Like, the two hadn't really agreed to drop the gloves. You know Shen's going to agree, but it was almost like Wood knew he was going to get the crap beat out of him because it's Luke Shen he's going yeah, up true. against. And he just tried to get a couple in early, and I, Shen did not like that. I think that's what really pissed him off. And again, we'll talk to him tomorrow. Canucks have a day off today, so we didn't get a chance to talk to him today. Obviously, he was um, thrown out of the game last night, so he wasn't made available. But like that's what that was what I saw, was Miles Wood kind of going at it a little too early, and Shen really didn't like that, and that's why he kept hammering on him when he was on the ground. That caused Nathan Bastion to come in as the third man in. Dakota Joshua evens the odds, and Joshua and uh, Shen are the ones given the misconduct yeah a little bit of fight anyway from joshua yeah and but i don't before care we get to the defense score i know i know it's I, just I, a- I know i don't want none of this talk about oh like sure luke shen's playing great luke shen's been a nice story but it's not oh what 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 about that fight last night it didn't mean anything it, yeah. it all it meant was the Canucks lost arguably their second best defenseman right now top pairing defense top pairing defenseman that's all it meant and this isn't a knock on luke shen this is a knock on the Canucks. This is a knock on any media member that is, and not you. I'm not talking about you. I'm not even talking about anybody in, in particular. I'm just saying anybody who's looking at this team and trying to find positives at this point. Look, there's one positive on this team, and his name is Elias Pettersson. Okay? Yeah. That's where we're at right now. And now you need to figure out what's happening next. You can't keep going with this. Let's see what happens tomorrow. Maybe Spencer Martin will get a start. Maybe they'll win a game if Spencer Martin's in net, which, by the way, who thought we'd be saying that sentence? Well, I said it yesterday. You did. You did. But I don't want to get into this. I don't want to get into this. Uh, oh, maybe they can turn this around. I, I already said last week that, yeah, the turnaround's probably coming. I still think it might. It might, but it doesn't mean anything, and that's what I'm trying to say here. And let's be honest. Canucks get some uh, Demko-like goaltending last night from Thatcher Demko. There's a chance they win that game. A couple other negatives I wanted to bring up from that game. The the bad giveaway from Vasily Colson on the power play that led to the two-on-one against OEL. Uh, where they scored a shorthanded goal. Where that he was, played it worse than... I, I don't think he could have well, played it worse. I wrote it in the stanchions. I don't think he could have played that puck we've worse. We've got a whole thing on OEL. We'll get to that in just a second. But Pod Coles, and that's probably his worst game of the season, right? Yesterday, yeah. a couple bad giveaways. 17.7% Corsi. He was on the ice. Listen to this squad. He was on the ice for zero shots on net in his 12 minutes and 51 seconds. The Canucks didn't get a shot on net. And with Pod Coles on the ice for those nearly 13 minutes, they had 11 shots against. But... Okay, let's get to the OEL thing because that, oh my goodness, that fourth goal. So that was bad on the, the shorthanded one on its own, but that fourth goal of the game where the Devils go like D to D in their own zone. John Marino makes a breakout pass that goes through, you know, two line passes, bring them back because that's what's killing the Canucks right now. But John Marino made that stretch pass, sent it in on two on one. OEL had the worst read. He went to the complete wrong forward. That set up a two-on-one. How do you set up a two-on-one in that situation from a stretch pass from your own zone? It was embarrassing. John Marino's not that good of a passer. Like He's <laughs> a good puck mover, but he's not that good. We all just missed his guy so hard, misread the play. I mean, how many two-on-ones are we seeing against the Canucks right now? It's ridiculous. We all sucked last night. He was horrible. He was, he was below replacement level. And Jack Rathbone's sitting in the press box. <laughs> you and I had this chat moments before we went to air. Jack Rathbone's been in for three games. The Canucks have won two of those games, Chris. There he is, free Rathbone. Free Jack, man. This is un- this is actually unbelievable that this team right now, and I'm sorry, they are past the point where they need to be sitting veterans. They need to be sitting guys like OEL for performances like that. OEL, and it pains me to say it, Tyler Myers, were awful last night. And don't give me this, oh, well, they had tough deployment. Doesn't matter. If you're that bad, there's something wrong with the way you're playing doesn't matter about your deployment. Look, you got, you, you've got a bunch of good lines on New Jersey. Like It's not like they just had that one line that was crushing the Canucks last night. Yeah. It didn't matter who OEL and Myers were up against. didn't matter if they were on the penalty kill. Hell, it didn't matter if they were on the power play. OEL in particular, and Myers is a part of the problem, don't get me wrong, but OEL was just absolutely bleeding chances. He was, I, you can't swear on our show, he was dog water. Mm-hmm. He was so bad. It was unbelievable. I I literally was watching that game, and I couldn't believe the mobility. He made Alex Edler look like, insert, extremely great speed skater here. Because, holy smokes, 
that OEL performance last night, and to know that you still got him for five years, even the Canucks Army comment section last night, we're usually pretty positive folk. We're talking about how OEL is Louis Erickson 2.0, and it, like, I think it was Lachlan, Gift Master General Lachlan, that tweeted this out. OEL is like the final fart that Jim Benning let out in the Rogers Arena elevator, and yeah. it's just lingering around the rink for five more years. Yeah. Five more? I thought it was even more than that. But Brian's got a good comment in here. The season's a waste of time. I think that's what you're seeing a lot of. And a lot of people in here, yeah, very much agreeing with you and what we saw from OEL. Lisa's not happy about it. Uh, Cody's saying all the OELs. That's what he's taking these days. Make another photo edit there. Hey, we you mentioned Jack Rathbone. I said this before we were started recording here. Think about, so I'm watching Jack Rathbone. Yes, he's in the press box, right? He, he, by himself. Basically just sitting in the press box by himself. No, no other players there with him. Nobody else from the Canucks staff there. He was just like in the press area, sitting there by himself. And I'm thinking this now. Jack Rathbone has been a healthy scratch, what, seven times? He's also been in the lineup for the Canucks' only two wins. Jack Rathbone has been healthy scratch seven times. He's watched seven games from the press box. He's watched the Canucks lose in all seven of them. I, I know that's not like a fancy stat, right? That's not a fancy stat to see that you've been on the ice for wins and losses. But Jack Rathbone, in the three games he's played, the Canucks have won two of them. I'm not saying he's the big reason why, but I think there is something to what he can bring in a hockey game that can help this Canucks team look at least a little bit better than what we saw last night. And whether it be a third pairing with, you know, Ethan Bear now as his partner, or even maybe potentially playing with Tyler Myers, the Canucks need to make some sort of change to the defense core because this is, I wrote in there, I didn't, if you can see on the bottom here, I didn't write Demko in the defense core. This is Demko in the defense corpse. That's what it's looking like. You did write Dem- Demko in the defense corpse. So for the podcast listeners, we're not mispronouncing that word, even though we've done that a few times, me in particular. Yeah. Uh, the defense corpse. It's literally, like, you don't want to rag on one guy because it's, it's a problem all over. And look, Riley Stillman was actually not bad last night. Like, Riley Stillman was fine. And the Canucks were down to five defensemen. They had to to switch some things up. So Stillman did get pushed into a spot where he had to play more minutes than he should have. I thought he was fine, too. I think Hughes wasn't back to what he's been. I don't think Hughes has been very good this whole season. Hughes hasn't been himself. Hughes is, if you look at him just as what he is as an NHL defenseman, he's good, right? He's been good this season, but he's not been Quinn Hughes good. So far this season, I don't think that's a knock on him. He's, he's similar, similar story with uh, with Thatcher Demko. Yeah, right. And that's the other guy we're going to talk about is Thatcher yeah, Demko. There was a couple there, like the I know the rebound goal on the second one. There, it's a pretty juicy rebound. Quinn Hughes is on the wrong side, loses mm-hmm. his man completely on that one, and that's kind of the thing that we're bringing up with Quinn Hughes there. But yeah, I if I'm making the call, it's Spencer Martin on Thursday. Yeah, I, I think, and it's not saying that Demko has lost it, but I think it's saying just like. He might need just like a little reset. Give right? him a reset. I think day a reset day is nice to yeah. not have him in the mindset of, geez, I just had that game a couple nights ago where, where you know, 4 1, got out of control, 5 2 final. Like, I just think a little bit of a reset here. It's going to be a big night, obviously, with uh, Kevin Bieksa night here on Thursday. The Canucks better show up. I mean, this is look, talking about Bieksa, a guy who showed up every single night and worked hard every single night in the same way that, like, I think Kyle Burrows needs to push his way back into the lineup here. I, If I'm changing defense core, and we can touch on it here, in the defense core, like, I, I am, I think you're sitting Oliver Ekman-Larsen on Thursday. I think that's the move. I think you yeah. take him out, and then I'd even consider taking out Stillman for Kyle Burrows. That well. would be the first healthy scratch of Oliver Ekman-Larsen's career. Mm. But Louis Erickson had the first healthy scratch of his career in Vancouver. Sure. And, and listen, maybe OEL just needs a day off here and there. We know that he doesn't like to take optional skate a lot of the time. He's one of the players who is often missing when they do have the optionals. Might just be better for him in the long run for the season to have some sort of load management with this guy. He's he's averaged 23 minutes and 11 seconds a game, right? Like he was playing a lot when Quinn Hughes was out of the lineup. On top of that, do you think that they should break up that pairing? Even if you keep them in the lineup, do you break up OEL Myers at this point? Because listen, last year, man, they, they played good, but this year together, not playing as well as you hoped. And even in the wins, like, I didn't think they were that... They were they were tasked with being the top pairing, and I thought they were just, like, fine. They weren't bad, I don't think, in the two wins. But the pairing together just last night was really exposed by a good team, and I think that's what's worrisome for me is, like, that was what a good team looked like in the Devils, and they ran the Canucks out of that building. They, like I said, 
30. So there were booze last night. Yeah, a good scatter of booze on the four, on the fourth goal of the game. There was about five minutes left, and man, so many people heading out to uh, beat traffic. I assume. Um, One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. But like I said, the final 40 minutes, you get outshot 30 to 13. Like, where is the pushback? Where is the effort? It's It was tough. Last night was a tough game, and it wasn't like one that got out of hand. But I think last night was a very honest look at the Vancouver Canucks and what their team is. I think that's what yesterday... It wasn't like the home opener where it was just emotionally a huge letdown and you got blown out. But last night was just like, honestly, this is what this team is. Yep. Right? Against a pretty good team in the Devils. Who, listen, they've been playing like one of the top three teams in the league up to this point, and especially over their last eight games. But last night I look at it and that was an honest look at the Vancouver Canucks and an honest kind of evaluation of where this team's at. This team has one NHL-ready prospect, Chris. He's playing one. good. And he's sitting in the press box. I'll bring him over from Al Svenskin. I'm not talking about him. Oh. We're not talking about that. I'm talking about the one NHL-ready defense prospect that they have. Should have said defense, sure. Defense prospect that they have is Jack Rathbone. And the guy is sitting in the press box. I just Rick can't, I can't get over seven games he sat there and watched the Canucks lose. Every time he sat, he's watched them lose. I also want to get this, and I chatted with Jack. Um... You know, I chatted with him the day in Edmonton, first game of the season, and I chatted with him uh, after a handful of losses, and then I chatted with him again, like yesterday or two days ago or whatever it was. And basically, you know, I wasn't, I was giving him an opportunity to say something like, yeah, it sucks sitting. He said, you know what? I'm part of this team, and if they think the best way out of this is with me sitting, then you know I think we're all just need to be pulling on the same rope here. You're not going to get anywhere if you have guys playing for themselves. And look, it's been said a million times before that Jack Rathbone is one of the good people in the game of hockey. But for him to come out and say that to me when I was you know asking him like you know how do you feel about sitting, and you know he said we all need to be pulling on the same rope. And I'll get the full quote in a story one day, I'm sure. All needs to be pulling on the same rope, and you're not going to get anywhere when you're losing like this if you have guys playing for themselves. And you know what? I wish Jack Rathbone, you know, and again, this isn't a knock on him. I wish Jack Rathbone were able to stand up in front of the team and say that. But he can't because he's no, he sitting. Yeah. He's not part of the leadership group, yep. right? If you had more guys with that mindset, with Jack Rathbone's mindset on this team, you wouldn't be in as bad of a spot as you're in right now. Yeah, I, I really think Thursday is going to be a telltale sign. I think, like... You know, I like the fact that it's Kevin BX tonight, right? You better come out and show well for this. Like, Canucks fans are going to be buying tickets for this big event, right? Like, this is a big event. It's People Anaheim want Anaheim, too. That's the only team worse than you. Not in the standings. Canucks are the worst team in the standings yep. right now. That's probably one of the only teams that's actually worse than you. Is Another the team Ducks. in your division. Who's passing you in a rebuild, by the way. They've yeah. already oh, rebuilt. They're done. Lapping They're you. coming up. They're coming up. They've got all their prospects. They're still adding more. Like... That's what that's what's so tough. And Lachlan Irvin wrote a, wrote an article about this on Canucks Army. It's there right now mm-hmm. uh, about why tanking teams are one ahead of the Canucks 
in the standings right now. Mm-hmm. And two, why these teams that we've been told and we've seen are bad and have been bad for years are already starting to pass the Canucks. Yeah. And they went from their competitive windows in the early 2010s. And, you know, the Canucks, let's be honest, their last competitive window was back then as well. They've lapped the Canucks. They've, they've torn it all down and now they're ahead of them again. It's embarrassing. It is absolutely embarrassing for this franchise to be in the spot that they're in right now, all because they never bought into a rebuild and they always shot down the idea of a rebuild. I I, I don't even know what you can say at this point. Free Jack, I, I don't even know what to say at this point, Chris. There's, there's not much you can say right now. It's embarrassing, and the fact that there's still people out there that are looking at this team, and I'm not just talking fans. I'm talking in the organization, they're looking at this team and saying, well, maybe they can string together some wins. Maybe Demko will play like himself, and maybe it'll all turn around for us. There are still people looking at this team in that manner, and it's embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing. Yeah, I, I completely agree with what you said in there. I mean, yeah, and that's why I really look at the next game, and I'm thinking, man, this is it's, it's show up or get shipped out on Thursday, right? Like this, this, this game on Thursday. Shouldn't be that man. No, I know, but I I think that you should be there already, and not you. I just spit all over myself. Yep. Not you specifically, but this organization. Mm-hmm. They should be there already. It shouldn't. Well, they should be, have been there before. It shouldn't be. Oh, you know what? You did pretty well against Anaheim. Maybe this team's got it. No, yeah. you've seen what this team looks like against competent, like well-built teams. You've seen what it looks like. What more do you need to see? I'll tell you what you don't need to see to change your mind about this team is them stomping the Anaheim Ducks on Kevin BX retirement night. It's embarrassing that we're here. Like, that's insane. Do you hear what we're saying? Yeah. No, I mean, I think this team obviously needs to go in a direction that's not the one that they're in right now, obviously. And Kevin's got a good point uh, in the chat here. Literally everything needs to go right all at once for this team to even have a shot. It's true. That's just to be a bubble team. That's not even just to be a a contender. No. That is just to be on the fringe and not at the bottom of the league. Yeah. Like, that's insane. But the problem is, like, the the way the season feels like it's going to go is just, like, they're not going to be able to tank. They're not going to be able to draft in the top five of this stacked top five draft. They can't. They need to make a move so that they don't sit in the mushy middle and draft 14th in this draft by missing the playoffs by I'm, whatever six to ten points. Like they could, this team could easily do that, and that's that's where you can't be. You can't continue to be in that spot. That is not a retool, a rebuild. That's just sitting there and not making any changes. That's what you're doing. And it's exactly like Kevin said. The only chance this team has at being a playoff team is if everything goes right, like it did last year with Bruce Boudreaux. And everything's not going right this season, which is expected. So if you're not going to make changes, you're simply going to be a team that finishes 20th in the league, misses the playoffs, drafts 12th, picks up another winger who can score and maybe does things on the power play, but isn't going to be a guy who drives things at the NHL. And then you're just going to keep adding those. And I'm going to keep tweeting out videos of them. But like nobody wants that. The chain there needs to be a legitimate change because it's not yep. these guys are just going to get a year older, and we're at the point now where getting a year older was a good thing three years ago because Patterson was going to get a year older, a bigger and stronger Patterson. Quinn Hughes was going to be older and more of a veteran. We're only like two or three years away from saying like every time a player gets a year older, it's not a good thing anymore, right? When Patterson starts turning thirty, when Patterson, you know, when Hughes gets to thirty. That's when we're like this. They're going to absolutely blow what they have with this team and these stars and these good players. This is why you need to make, you needed to make changes years ago. And it's not just like one game is telling you this. It's just now you have a 10 game sample size to talk about for this season. It's the worst start. The Vancouver Canucks have had in 10 games since 1987. Shout out Rob Williams for that. It's just, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And lots of people coming in the chat, agreeing with a lot of it. Yeah, it's tough. Like where, like where you have to go, you have to go for changes from here. But where do, like, where do they even start? Right? Like, where do they even start? Because you, I see people sometimes, like on Twitter or in the comment section, like trade everyone, trade everyone. What you, does that actually look like? No, but you, yeah, but you can't trade OEL. 
right? No one's taking OEL. What are you, unless you're attaching like Jonathan LeCaramacchi and you know, your first round pick in 2023. Mm-hmm. That's how you get rid of, that's how you can trade OEL. Can you? Well, like retaining like a freaking million dollars off of it. Sure. Can you? And Nob's right. It's a, it sucks to watch without hope because that, that's what's being lost right now in the first 10 games. Yeah. And Brian said a hamster wheel Canucks. Exactly. So the question of where do the Canucks actually go from here? Let's take a second to answer that because look, we've talked, we've used the word rebuild. Sorry, I just before we get any before you go off here, the next thing on like the docket here is positive takeaways. <laughs> that just, Who wrote that? I put that. I have some positive takeaways. I don't think we're gonna get to that today. Maybe we'll save that for tomorrow. Yeah, today's not the day for that. Whoops. Um. Okay. Seriously though, with yeah. this Canucks team, we've we've said rebuild, and you have the fans saying trade everybody. Just, just trade everybody. What does it actually look like? In my opinion, trading everybody except for Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson and building this team around those two guys, arguably a franchise defenseman and a franchise center, which you've seen rebuilding teams, right? Those are the two hardest pieces to acquire, right? Canucks have them, okay? You build around those two teams, okay? Those two teams, excuse me. Those two players, rather. What you do next is crucial because, folks, I didn't mention Thatcher Demko when I mentioned those two untouchables, and there's a reason for that. Thatcher Demko, arguably, and this this does not have anything to do with him not playing like himself this year. This is not me saying, I don't believe in Thatcher Demko. I want to see him traded. That is not what I'm saying. This is me saying Thatcher Demko has a ton of value because he's on a great contract, and right now I know he's not playing his best, but... Teams know that Demko is going to come back to what he was at before, right? Teams know, and the Canucks know, everybody knows, that Demko is not going to look like this forever. Now, when I say it in that context, my fear is that he's going to start stealing them wins again. They're going to end up in that same mushy middle, as you put it, and end up drafting 12th overall in a very deep draft where the top five is very, very good, okay? That's where my concern comes from because I think Demko's fantastic. I think Demko's going to bounce back. You move Thatcher Demko, and you're getting assets back. Not only that, you're actually exposing your team for what it is, okay? You, right now, right, Thatcher Demko's playing a little bit below average. Spencer Martin's probably going to be fine. Like, Spencer Martin, you know, I think Spencer Martin's played a little bit better than many would have expected. I don't think that's a criticism of Martin for me to say that. But if you make Spencer Martin your starter for the rest of this season, you are making your team look themselves in the mirror and say, wow, we really were getting bailed out a lot. And look, Jim Rutherford said it before about how the Canucks were getting bailed out by Demko last season. It's great that he recognized that. Why is the idea that, oh, well, that was great. Let's do that again. Let's double down on that because you're not getting it this year and this is where we are. You're left with this bad team that isn't getting bailed out by their all-star goaltender, by their Vesna caliber goaltender because he's not playing like Vesna caliber right now. Expose your team for what it is. Is that the move, first move of a tank then? That like, is the first that is move the of first, a tank. That, that is the, the smartest initiation of a tank. That is the strongest Demko. move of a tank this year. And I think you're also trading Demko because you believe in Ian Clark. And folks, you've sure. heard me talk about Ian Clark before. I believe in Ian Clark as a goalie coach. He's still here for, th- he's still here for three years uh, after this season. Remember that. He yeah. signed a five-year contract, folks. Still, he's not going yeah. anywhere. And hang on a sec. I got more on this. You believe in Ian Clark. He worked on Spencer Martin and took this ECHL, AHL tweener in Spencer Martin, who was 26, turned him into a capable NHL backup. You've got Archer Seelovs oh, developing go. in Abbotsford. I'm not, I see where this is going. Hang now. on a sec. Hang on a sec. I'm not suggesting you throw Seelovs uh, in for starts this year, but I am suggesting that, hey, you've got Mikey DiPietro on loan. You've got Colin Delia trying to remodel his game. Let him be the NHL backup. Give Spencer Martin starts this year. Spencer Martin's earned, earned a longer, you know, he's earned more starts. Are we talking about, you know, moving out a starter because the Canucks have lost faith in him and think Spencer Martin's going to be a fantastic starter? No, we're talking about moving away from this year being, you know, again, it is a tank. Yeah, it is a tank. You're, you're trying to get the worst possible position in the standings so that you draft very well in next year's draft. And again, the Canucks don't need to blow up a lot to make that happen. Like people, people talk about this. Oh, they're going to end up in the mushy middle because things are going to start clicking. 
Sorry, but if things start clicking and you still don't have Thatcher Demko, this team's not going anywhere. This team is not going anywhere. And again, Spencer Martin's gotten points in every start he's made, but you are not going to get anywhere as a team without Thatcher Demko, and you need this team to look themselves in the mirror, take some freaking accountability, because right now, it's embarrassing. Like, we keep using that word, and we keep using unacceptable all the time, uh, as the players do, but it's bad. It's bad right now, and in my opinion, the first move of an actual tank, not a rebuild, keeping in mind that you have a pretty solid goalie prospect in Archer Seelove's coming, not a rebuild. You're not initiating a rebuild. You're initiating a tank for this year so that you get an impact player in this year's draft and make at least some forward-looking moves. How, someone brought it up in the chat. How many firsts is the, are the Toronto Maple Leafs giving up to get Thatcher Demko? Well, and then Yash brought it up as well. Obviously, the Canucks are going to trade it for Tyler Benson, but think about like the Oilers. Think about the Leafs. Think about these teams that really you know should be... It's hard to team, get a goalie like and it Demko. Should be, these are teams that should be competing for a cup right? They have enough talent on their roster, but what are they missing? There are lots of teams around the NHL missing. You know, I've heard it talked about like Bo Horvat would be a great piece for a team wanting to make a push for a Stanley cup, right? Like he would sure. He's, you know, he'd be your third line center on a, on a Stanley cup competitive team. Demko makes the most sense. Demko would be the biggest impact a team could add. If they're trying to go on a Stanley cup run and they get a good Thatcher Demko, my goodness, that return should be massive. I don't even I don't even know what. To and say. then on top of that, you do the Horvat deal because you're not re-signing them. You're exactly. Adding, you're adding more prospects. You're adding and more picks. You are accelerating a rebuild so fast. But man, the problem is, I don't think this team wants to take a step back after signing JT Miller to eight years. I, I don't, don't care. Think... They've taken the step back. Yeah. It's not their choice at this point. They've messed up. Admit you messed up. Move on. Do I, something. I hope that I hope they do, but I don't think they're going to. My voice is bouncing off the walls because I started screaming. But yeah. I, I'm serious. Like I, I, I don't think they're going to either. But it's not our job to say, we think this management group's going to do this, and we think this is a good idea because the management group said so. No, it's a bad idea to keep running it back with this group. You messed up. Own it. Don't run it back again. Don't keep Thatcher Demko in this mess. Because as someone pointed out, you're never going to be able to tank if Thatcher Demko's on this it's team. True. He will not allow it. He's that good, folks. He's that good. But you've gotten a glimpse of what it looks like when Demko isn't on his A game, which you can't expect from him for 60-plus games a year. You just can't. He's not going to do it every single game. I, I'm so tired of this, Chris. I'm so tired of this. And again, I'm talking about a retool, okay? You can't undo the contract, as Softball pointed out in the chat. Miller is a sunk cost. You can't redo the contract. I understand that. I completely completely understand that but you can't expose this team for what it is get a really good draft position and not only that chris hang on a sec hang on a sec because trading demko everybody's talking about and when i say everybody i mean me talking about okay well that'll make the canucks have have a bad record they'll get better draft position they'll draft the top of the second round they might draft in the top five if they have a bad record right uh they can't again if they finish 32nd they can't go below third with the new rules so that's you know that's nice they get fantilly name you can trust fourth i'm just saying that this is unbelievable when you come back to looking at this team in the sense of look thatcher demko is holding them up he's holding them afloat and you're never going to be able to rebuild uh, if you keep Thatcher Demko. And you, this is the first move of a tank. What a great comment from Yash. Is Thatcher Demko the next John Gibson? Like, think about how good John Gibson was for Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Probably keeping them from being the team that had first overall picks. Right? Did this not just happen? Who, who the Ducks actually, like, moved out players. But because Gibson was there, he kept them in game. He won. Nobody's probably, like, single-handedly won more games for a bad team in the last five to ten years than John Gibson. He's but That's the type of what a goalie does in this situation. Right, and we've got some comments in here as well, which is just kind of like saying, like, can you see an NHL management doing that though? I like no, and that's, I, and I just think the situation they're in, where they've come in and saw success in their first year, and it's Jim Rutherford, and does Jim Rutherford really want to be here for a six-year rebuild? Right? Does he want to just maybe try and hope to squeeze out where get the anything can happen mentality and get another little? You know, stand, you know, run in, run through the playoffs on his record. I don't think he's here for a six year rebuild, man. But when he came here, when he but, and came the, and here, and the fan base is too, it, the fan base is smart enough to know that and see that like they should be pissed. And I don't think it's going to take much more games to have the fan base 
all of the fan base be on the same page. Because right now there's, you know, there's a lot of smart fans of the Canucks fans who are very committed to watching this team rebuild. And you're not seeing it happen from the organization as all. There's still, I saw a comment earlier, they're still trading players from the farm for a guy who's going to play in your third pairing. For a guy who might be a fourth-line center for you while Curtis Lazar's out. The process isn't leading towards a rebuild right now of what this team's been doing over the last, since they've taken over this new management core. They're not going, they're not getting younger. They're not doing a rebuild. That's just, there's nothing indicating that in my eyes watching this team make moves. Even though that is a path that makes so much sense to so many people and you just went on an incredible rant about it. That's not what they're indicating at us. The breadcrumbs being led down the path are not going down a path that is a rebuild. I'm I'm gonna say it again because I kind of lost my train of thought. But you know, when you move Thatcher Demko out, not only are you getting good draft positioning, you're also loading up on picks. We just said it might be multiple firsts for yeah. Thatcher Demko. Like you are loading up, and and this is what I'm saying is I am not even viewing this as a rebuild. I'm viewing this as a punt on this year. Like you you're already here. What are you gaining by? This team coming back and almost getting to the playoffs. Nothing. You're in this hamster wheel. So my point, Chris, isn't to tear it all down, rebuild for six years. No, screw that. You've got good pieces in Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes, but you don't have nearly enough around them to support that. Quinn Hughes' partner is Luke Shen. He's gone next year. Luke Shen's not even going to be around for this. Yeah. This is insane that we're having this conversation. It's not a six-year rebuild. It's a move Demko out, get a bunch of assets, hope that you get Connor Bedard this year because all of a sudden he's making an impact yeah, on Canucks this team fan, as soon as next year. There was a year. comment earlier. Canucks fans have no hope. That's your hope. You know, That's you hope, your hope. You hope that you can get Connor Bedard. And again, That's I, the only hope that you can really have. And again, like you can get assets back when you make these trades, right? Like. It doesn't have to be a six-year rebuild. It can be a quick turnaround. The quick turnaround that they're dying for, Mm -hmm. it's not coming by putting Band-Aids on broken bones like you've been doing for the past 10 years. It's not working. Change it up. Do something forward-thinking. For once in this organization's life, tenure, whatever you want to call it. Since Mike Gillis, maybe. Do something that actually looks toward the future and makes anybody, just anybody, Brian's believe that you have a plan. Good comment there. Like, and uh, not exactly his comment, but like, imagine how bad this would look if they lost Horvat for nothing too at the end of this. When you could have just, it's so easy to see the path of, of going down the rebuild. I don't know how many more it's going to see, but getting near the end of the show here. I don't think we're going to hit the positive takeaways today. I don't want to. Horvat's got eight goals in uh, ten. Oh, okay, that's cool. No, that's good for him. That's, that's good for him. Good for makes him. it makes it even more hard for the Cucks to sign him. Yeah. Uh, quickly, a little prospect report, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, another busy show tomorrow. Appreciate everyone in the chat. Chat was blowing up today. Appreciate it. Um, surprised your voice is still there at all. No, you're done. Okay, you're done for the day. Um, Jonathan Karamaki, I watched the first forty minutes. He he's looking extremely good. You're happy about that? I think he was looking good. I'm excited for him in the World Juniors. Uh, a little positivity there for you wrap it up. Let's hit the Betway, and then let's get out of here. Um, by the way, last two days on Betway, we have crushed, okay? We hit the plus 500 the other day. We hit plus 1,700 yesterday. Two huge deals uh, for, for our Betway there. The plus, the plus 1,700 yesterday, quads. Yeah, no, you're over it. All right. Alex, where is it? We can pull up the bet here today. Um, I got Austin Matthews scoring over 6.5 in the total goals. Maple Leafs to win. That's what this show's coming to. Maple Leafs to win is what we're talking about. Betway, Betway, Betway. Uh, bet responsibly. Must be 19 years or older. Betway, Betway. Any uh, closing remarks here, quads? People are really... I see the chat loves the rant. It's good. I put my all into that. I'm not going to have a voice tomorrow. Yeah. You were you're battling it a little bit too. You said you're coming in, you're all today. stuffed up. I'm sure that the the steam kind of blowing out your ears likely cleared up your. Uh, like that's how much I care. I yeah. care. Like I, I I could just come in, collect a paycheck, mail it in, pull a Canucks. Yeah, right. Well, that's what they've been doing. I could do that. Nobody nobody at Nation Network's gonna alter my pay if I come in here and just uh, you know rip on the prospects report. Don't uh, mm-hmm. don't give a crap. Try and talk about the positives of this team. Yeah, we tried. We I even had it in the bottom there. You did. No, nobody's going to change my pay. I don't have to do this, but I'm doing it because I care. And you, everybody and it, cares. Like, it would be nice to cover a team care. that's sure. exciting. It'd be nice to cover a team that's mm-hmm. exciting. The fans care, 
I feel for the fans. I don't I don't care about the team. Like again, it always comes back to this thing of, oh, when you're media, are you still a fan of the team? No. How can you be a fan of this? You think yeah. you think we would choose to do this? Right? Like that's not what it is. We're fans of Canucks fans. Like we want the team to succeed for the sake of the fans. Because it is awesome when fans are engaged. Like even hell that bubble Dude, run. We've never been media members or part of like even right even in our very early days of like blogging at like no name sites. Yeah, yeah. Right? Or no offense, but like the Canuck way, where we started, a decent site. But like when we were at the smaller sites blogging, we have never had like a fun team to like a, an exciting winning team or an organization that feels like it's on the right track. And that sucks because that would be a lot of fun for us as media members. It'd be a lot of fun for the fans. The engagement would be incredible. I wish that it was 2011 again. I wish this is the team that we're talking about. Yep. But it's just, it feels like the opposite. It feels like the opposite of what it was in 2011 when everything was great. When everything was running at the right way, picks were being used the right way, whether it be trading them off for players at the right time or just, you know, drafting players at the time. Like it just, it feels like the complete opposite. And it sucks that we're 11 years later and at that point. Yeah, let's wrap it up. All right. Do you wrap it up? I always forget. I'll wrap it up. All right, we're out of here. All right. Well, it was actually a fun episode. I had fun today. Somehow. Did you? Well, the, the chat's always nice to interact with. I, I appreciate yeah. the listeners. I had fun today. Even Yash had some fun. This is fun. Time. We're having fun, everybody. Yeah. We're okay. good. We're All good. right. We'll close it out there. For my co-host, Chris Faber, and our technical producer, Alex Lillard, my name is Dave Quadrelli. Thank you so much. Let's get another episode of The Canucks Conversation. We're having fun! Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 